Secret Friends Unite! Welcome to the Secret Friends Unite podcast, episode 435. This is your guide to the geek side, and I am one of your hosts, Todd Oxtra, uh, from beautiful Savage, Minnesota, joined by Charlie Carden from a place on the west side of Michigan. The west side of Michigan. Yeah, we're getting, uh, I, I haven't seen it today, but we're supposed to be getting more Canadian wild, wild, uh, wildfire smoke. Todd, has that been coming your way? It's supposed to be from the west. Uh, I was talking to Mark. already Martin, happened. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it already happened. So yes, this is uh, this is the part of the show we talk about the weather, like yep, a bunch of old it. people. We we can't um, because it, it'll be it's very organic. I don't, I don't even know. He said west, and I thought about weather. I, I don't know. It's just nuts. Well, it's always pertinent three days after the podcast comes out because the weather's always going. <laughs> well, but not very, uh, oh my goodness! But anyway, exactly. No, I'm yes. doing good. Just, Su- Sunday, taking it easy, having a good time. Perfect. Well, uh, we're going to have a good time because we are joined by a returning secret friend. Uh, One of my former co-workers at my current company, uh, that is Mr. Patrick Patrick Schneider. uh, He's the Hasbro Global Marketing Director for Star Wars and Indiana Jones. Patrick, thank you for coming back. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. We had a good chat last time, and I'm glad we've got kind of Minnesota, Michigan, and I'm out here in Massachusetts. So, you know, Three nice M-ma-ma. M-ma-ma. kind of exactly covering oh, the country. There. Don't say it. Mbop. Mbop. <laughs> <laughs> Massachusetts. I think they're they're from Oklahoma. <laughs> oh, okay. So, but I, I just thought M- MMM. Yeah. Mm, Bob, I got it. Very got good. It. Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, this will be a fun uh, discussion. Uh, we are going to be doing a spoiler cast review of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Uh, but just let you know that Patrick is not going to divulge any secrets here. He's just here as a friend of the show and a passionate. Uh, fan of Indiana Jones, kind of like I was a passionate fan of joining General Mills because I love their serial mascots. <laughs> Same thing with Patrick. That was and it. Indiana Jones, Which is so, your favorite? Yes. Which is your favorite? Um, you know, I love the monsters, and so Boo Berry is, is probably say, my favorite. Yeah. I called it. I knew he was going to say Boo Berry. <laughs> yeah, and we 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 talked about it before. I don't do a lot of shilling for my company, but they are now they have their first new monster character in over All right. Uh, 25 years oh, wow. it's a it's a female dj yeah, yeah. who's undead her name is carmella uh and it's oh. apple and uh, apple cinnamon no a caramel apple flavored cereal that's interesting awesome. i that can't out. wait oh my goodness well even awesome not quite that awesome but awesome to us anyway is us always having a chance to celebrate our awesome patreons these are the folks that let todd myself mark and a host of other people create cool additional content over at patreon.com slash secret friends you uh, you can actually try us out for a week. Any one of our tiers will give you access to the different shows that we have. But we always like to pay homage uh, to our top tier Patreons for making it possible. That would be on the Best Buds level, Jamie Prinky. Uh, on the BFF level, the awesome Nias family, Sean, Stella, and Henry. Uh, my dear friend, Missy Merchant, and her pal, Andy Milliken. We are grateful for you. But again, visit patreon.com slash Unite. Sign up for a week, sample some of our stuff, and feel free to stick around. We would love to have you uh, enjoy what we have to offer. But Todd, I'm usually the one that jumps right into talking about this week's cover, but I, I'm, I, I'm left without words. 1943. I, I just don't feel like we've gone back that far. No, no. So this is a fun one. So... Uh... 
Patrick, since we got to issue our episode 400, we kind of ran out of comics that we could hit that hit that number. So we've oh, restarted wow. with our, 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 our numbering. So we're at 35. So I picked prize comics, yeah. number 35. Um, this is from October 1943. It's an odd one, but this one just caught my attention because uh, this title includes uh, characters named Yank and Doodle. They're twins. And also uh, the the black owl. Um, and the cover is great because it looks like it's Lex Luthor's knockoff riding a black panther. And they're in a crystal ball. Where's and it? it says, Yank and Doodle, America's fighting twins, put the hex on superstitious gangsters with the aid of the battling black owl. This issue includes like eight different stories that are like eight pages long. Oh my so God. So you get a lot 80 of page con- book for 10 cents, but 10 one cents is called Franken. Yeah. Yeah. One yeah. is called Frankenstein goes to school. Fantastic. And, and they could stretch that out over eight pages. I mean, 10 cents for uh, 80 pages. I mean, 10 cents was what, like $75 back then. <laughs> Inflation. So it was a lot of money. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. But don't forget back in the day, uh, people read comic books like newspapers. You'd read them and throw them away. There, were, there was no there was no collector's market, you know, during World War II, certainly not during World War II uh, when this was published. So that's crazy. Who Who is the publisher? Um, so I believe it is, I'm trying to find the more information. It's really hard on these old ones. Yeah. Uh, the publisher is, wow, I can't even find it here. Well, I think it was, um, it does say uh, in the upper left-hand corner, I N D independent something or I no clue. No clue. It's well, a, if it's, someone out there in Twitter mystery, land or please. our discord knows this, please let us know. But Patrick, um, coming from your marketing background, if someone said, hey, Patrick, we can <laughs> acquire this license <laughs> with Yank and Doodle and Black Owl, what would what would you even think? I mean, clearly the next big thing, right? Like right. clearly the next cinematic universe uh, or maybe we've been <laughs> into an existing one. I don't know. Lots oh of lots of potential there. That is amazing. I mean, and hopefully to acquire for the low, low price of 10 cents or $75 yep. uh, in inf- inflated, inflated bucks. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know who you know who's a- who's also aged like inflation, but in a good way, like a fine wine. I am talking about our senior news correspondent, Madam Webb, 123 years young, out there in sunny California, down at the corner of Hollywood and Vine, getting ready to bring us our hot scoops. So let's go. Now it's time for Madam Webb's rumors and news. Take it away, boys. Thank you, Madam Webb. As you know, you we know that you're a big uh, action figure fan. The Barbie movie is coming out, but I think it's time for you to pitch your idea to Patrick about your own action line of senior action figures. I mean, the Golden Girls are popular. I <laughs> mean, she, I mean, she, just think of all the accessories you could give her, like um, uh, cranky woman shaking arm action. Big, um, a big handbag cat to throw like the crazy cat lady from The Simpsons. Uh, oh, yeah. Lots of many cats to carry. Yes, I yeah. mean, house dresses. I mean, just think about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. All I'll, kinds, I'll, all I'll make sure you guys connect on LinkedIn. <laughs> yes, exactly. We'll be right up there with the new Yank and Doodle line. Oh my exactly. <laughs> she could be. She could be the. Uh, she could be like. Be like Charlie's Angels, and she's Bosley. You know what I mean? I don't know. It, it, it could work. Uh, but anyway, it's. Uh, it's Todd. It's kind of a crazy week. Um, the actor. Uh, excuse me. The writer strike that's been. Oh, look! I buried the lead. The writer strike that's been going on for seventy-five days, uh, where the people who produce 
the entertainment that we love so much, are fighting for their financial livelihood in the face of an ever-changing marketplace, has now been joined by the people that they write things for, that is right, the uh, the Actors Guild is also on strike for the first time in 63 years that both have been on striking at the same time. Last time was in 1960 when the president of the organization was tied. Do you remember I told you earlier this week who was president back then? Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan, yes. Cowboy of the 80s, my goodness. So prepare for Fran Drescher as yeah. a future president <laughs> of the United States. Oh, my God, that's right. That, yeah, in another 20 years, she'll be president. That'd be amazing. So, um, well, uh, it, it's funny because I was talking with my uh, crew over on uh, the, the chat that I have for, for Code 47, our Star Trek chat. I'm like, guys, we're looking at a pretty dry 2024 for Star Trek content because – they can't they can't even think about producing anything at this point that you know they can't write anything uh no one can perform what they wrote if they did so um and todd there have been some really startling headlines coming out of this you know there, there's all kinds of rumors and people going back and forth there's some really very distasteful things coming from the other side uh of the aisle that the uh um, you know, the, the the other side is hoping to starve out the unions, you know, to get them to finally come back to the table. And it's just it's it's just absolutely awful. Um, yeah, this is going to be an odd one uh, because the only I, I think this is a positive for the writers, because with the actors, it adds strength in numbers right. um, because they can't just rely on old scripts that are out there. The actors can act. They can't right. um, just grind it to a halt. Yeah. And I think some of the things that have come out of this is really talking about um, some of the what the actors would like. Uh, they would like to focus on residuals in a new world of streaming. Uh, when they signed their last contract, uh, streaming didn't exist, so they've kind of been bolting on pieces to an existing contract that doesn't really isn't really relevant in this day yeah. and age. So um, they're hoping to address that with residuals because that's what keeps a lot of actors' um, income flowing in past their um, past their um, I guess time with a project. Mm -hmm. um, they're also talking about limited use of AI, and it has to be approved by the actor themselves because the biggest concern would be getting rid of background real background people every, taking their images and, every, and applying to every, other people's everybody faces. turns into a clone trooper then <laughs> you know essentially so so there's concerns that um this is really going to impact people's livelihood yeah. they they are just looking for um a, a a way to continue their craft in a way that they can uh, make it affordable. Uh, I believe healthcare is a big part of that as well. Always. So I think those are the yeah. main pieces they're looking at uh, because they have scale and that's how they create like things like scale. Right. When you hear that term scale, what actors make the minimum. depending on your level yeah. in the area, it's the minimum yeah. for hours of work, whatever. And um, th they're probably looking to update those things as well because of cost of living has gone up. Inflation is crazy. And um, you know, at this point they, the, the, I believe the, Hollywood Producers Association. I can't remember the name of the body that actually is negotiating this in regards to the studios. Um, they asked for an embargo to basically say, we'll continue talks, uh, but we don't want to halt production of properties. Uh, the, the actors essentially said no to right. that. We're going on strike. Yeah. So this is how we've been. Um, the last time we had a big strike low, uh, recently was the writers in oh, oh, the 2000s. Oh, oh, seven, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that really impacted some shows, but um, the actors could still 
act in things that right. the script was complete. Right. So this is a little bit different. So um, I, I'm, I'm curious to see where this goes. Um, streaming is a different body. They probably have a lot of things that are banked, but I laughed because I looked at what the uh, traditional networks are putting out for content, and it is so many reality oh shows. Gosh, I mean, yeah. And we're doing a lot of reruns. Now, animated things are coming out, and it's probably because they've been produced so right. long. It's like, oh, there's going to be episodes. Yeah. It's The Simpsons and things like that. But yeah, we're getting like all of these reality shows. Um, there's a hot, they're going to be a reality Hot Wheels show, which I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I know they have Lego Master show, but I'm not sure what you do with, with, with uh, is it like they take a, try to take a, uh, a Hot Wheel and turn into a real car in real life? Some of those. No, Todd, ones, what it's, it's going to be what we talked about last week. The notorious Hot Wheels guys that you see in the aisles, us figure collectors see that. And like oh, I told you, right. I went into when April and I were in LA and we went into that Mattel location and we were chatting up uh, the two ladies working there. They said the most vicious people out there are Hot Wheels people. They will fight in the aisles. You're like, I want this. It's like it, it's like two dogs fighting over a, a pork chop. You know what I mean? It's what it made it sound like. Yeah. And and I know there are two brands. I think they're both uh, Hot Wheels and um, what's the other brand? Mattel, uh, the, the Matchbox. Yeah, yeah. I believe those are owned by Mattel, competitor Patrick. So we probably don't want to talk too much about them specifically. Um, uh, but with that, Patrick, I mean, from your lens of this, uh, I mean, you, uh, the way we, we acquire uh, content and because a lot of your things are based on licenses, obviously you want things to come out. This impacts everybody. And this, I think the big, this impacts more than just actors and the writers It impacts, uh, you know, craft service people, makeup, uh, the people that make the sets and then also licensees like yourself that, you know, um, so obviously, uh, you know, this potentially could limit what you can talk about and when things would actually come out. So I know that's something you challenge already, right? Yeah. I mean, I haven't done a lot of research into both sides of the strike, uh, you know, from an indie point of view, obviously, you know, your background, my shirt, obviously, Dial of Destiny has already come out, so that's safe. Um, but obviously, as well, you know, there's a lot of Star Wars content that's been announced uh, in the coming years, and it looks amazing and would love to see it come out. I think Star Wars is in a good position because, you know, classic is so beloved. And obviously, True. we had some years, you know, I think between 2005 and 2015 when it was just animated content, even a few years uh, there that there was no animated content. Uh, and our lines, you know, did well. Uh, that was the birth of vintage, the birth of black series. So I think we've got a lot of great classic items that would be good for the line, even if uh, content doesn't come out. But, you know, obviously, both uh, from a professional and personal uh, point of view, hope that they uh, both sides get it figured out and we keep that content coming. You better believe it. Yeah. And Patrick, you know, I'm just going to, uh, you can take this idea and, and you know, it, it will only generate more money than you could expect. Um, all I'll bring up is the line of Yaddle. Yeah, oh, here it's we go. like her, here we her go, own line of, you know, because she, she was on recently on an episode of uh, Tales it of the Jedi. And it, didn't, so, and it didn't go well for her. <laughs> it didn't go well for her. That's true. Uh, she, she met an unfortunate demise. But you know what? The, the audiences spoke and Yaddle needs her time. time, time There's a wave of, 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 of unsatisfied Yaddle consumer desire out there i think is what todd's batting for yeah. now that being said he won't buy anything but he wants to give you this golden <laughs> idea because to, yeah todd doesn't do that todd likes to talk and then hold on to his wallet that's that's todd <laughs> i'd love to see a google trend i don't know uh, i bought some silly things over the time <laughs> let me see a google trends report on yaddle maybe a spike when uh grogu first uh debuted oh, right. a lot yes. of speculation about 
where Grogu came from. Right, the, uh, the, the Jerry Springer episode of Star Wars. You are the father. Pay attention to me. I'll be, I'll be searching for Yaddle yeah. like 24-7 yeah. from now, and there'll be a spike. Oh, my God, back to the team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so we hope this the strike ends quickly because this is people's livelihoods uh, and we want them to go back to work because we want them to get paid yeah. and, and they will run out of benefits and that's not good for anyone. Uh, it's not good for anyone involved. And um, we hope that uh, calmer heads come forward um, because we know there's a lot of money being made and it's good to share it because that means that we'll get better content. Yes. Um, we did laugh that my, I was talking with my wife. We're like, you know, NCIS that, sh- that, that those shows <laughs> do feel like they're written by AI. <laughs> like they took like, let's look at the last five seasons and just take those ideas and come up with, with the plots. Uh, so we're wondering, but most people I think will know AI created yeah. content versus, um, um, and we saw it with um, the opening of secret invasion. That is AI derived art. And they said they were doing it on purpose because they wanted to feel like it was off kilter, right. not uh, in a way that was kind of off putting. So I think they wanted to use it in a way to show that this is what happens when things are a little bit off. Um, and maybe I'm fine with that, if long as the artists and right. everyone are, are Every, aligned to say that. Everybody's, everybody's getting their chunk out of it. So we will uh, we'll circle back. This is going to be more of a topic when we talk about uh, San Diego at the end of the segment. But, Todd, we had a couple of trailers this week. Patrick, the first one is up your wheelhouse, as it were. And I, I rewatched it again. And then I watched, I love the uh, the YouTube channel, the new rock stars, Eric Voss. I watched his 20-minute breakdown video right before I came down here. So I don't know how that dude does what he does. He must watch that same trailer 57 times, taking all the stones. Yep. Oh, my gosh. But, um, but yeah, so we're getting Ahsoka, the two-episode mm-hmm. premiere on uh, August 23, so just about five, six weeks from now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm fired up. This is this is as exciting uh, as, as anything that I've seen about Star Wars in a long time. We're obviously going to talk about it quite in depth uh, when Mark and I record Holocron Chronicles tomorrow, which will be out Wednesday, uh, the day after the Tuesday. You're hopefully listening to this. But, guys, impressions. Patrick, impressions. How are you feeling? I mean, I think it looks good. Like, I'm really excited for it. You know, it's obviously people have been calling the trailer that came out a Rebels reunion. Yeah. Um, so I watched Rebels back in the day. It was on when I first joined the Star Wars team back in 2015. Um, and as I mentioned, kind of before uh, Force Awakens, before the sequel trilogy in 2015, it was really that animation that drove the line. So, you know, obviously you know, a lot of love for the Rebels crew. And Ahsoka is an amazing character, obviously has kind of evolved throughout the years from when she debuted in Clone Wars, you know, through Rebels itself, Mando, and now here her own show. You know, I'm also, I think I've mentioned, I'm a big fan. A, a lot of the way my fandom is expressed is through kind of expanded universes and publishing. Yeah. Um, and so I think I mentioned, you know, Heir to the Empire was how I kind of, you know, really deepened my Star Wars fandom. I think I might've mentioned it for India as well, but kind of read, read all of those. Oh, all those great books. books yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Book, the Unicorn book, the, the other arc. Uh, but yeah, so in any case, like Thrawn has always been one of my favorite characters. I'm on record in various places saying Joris Chabot is the figure I want to bring to Black Series. I think that's probably right up there with Yaddle as things that I don't know if will <laughs> ever happen. But but in any case, like seeing Thrawn, you know, for the first time in live action uh, is going to be amazing. Uh, hey, you know, it all looks great. So really excited for it. It just looks fun and good. Now, Todd, you are very famously the take a very critical eye to Star Wars, which you know what? I appreciate that. Everybody's got to have a foil. You can't fall all over it like Mark and I do because that's the purpose of the show we do. But what what's your vibe? Um, so 
I've really enjoyed Rebels. I didn't love the Clone Wars. It was just wasn't for me. I, it's an era I don't care much about. But the Rebels era was very oh, yeah. cool. They had basically awesome. all new characters. Um, they delved into the Jedi. Uh, we got some closure with certain classic characters, which was cool. Mm-hmm. And I liked how they incorporated a lot of things. And obviously, Thrawn being brought in is kind of cool because you know the, a lot of those characters from the 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 old EU were like, uh, will they be ever yeah, brought right, back? Right. You know, we want certain properties to come forward, so it's great. And we did meet Timothy Zahn at C two. Uh, that was C two, yeah, back uh, in twenty twenty, yeah. and he was, yeah. and he was, and he was yeah. great. And Patrick, someone had created a Thrawn. <laughs> that was so great it was amazing <laughs> looking it was great and i've not read any of the books but i know the passion um and all of the the, the great detail they went there so this looks amazing i i think it's really exciting that's going to make uh very rebels fans really happy because you've got ezra shown yeah. they showed in the trailer Ooh. which is neat um and one of the cool characters that it brought in, and I'm not sure where where that character will um, land from a like, is this a character we're seen for? It's um, uh, oh, I'm blanking on his name. Um, he Ray Stevenson. He's playing a Sith oh yeah, yeah. and as we know, yeah, it's Ray like Stevenson just passed the character away is too. called called so, Skull, uh, Skull, which I thought Skull like dip, kind of kind of reminded me no. of Daryl from The Walking Dead. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of a shame that that character obviously. Yeah can't come back with ray stevenson so i'm not sure though but that's neat to see yeah. that this reminds me of those um there's animatics that are done or uh cgi cutscenes for the um the old republic which is a star wars uh online rpg yeah. and i always loved their cutscenes because they're amazing yeah. looking this kind of made me feel that way with this it's really great i'm excited for this now i didn't know that david Tennant was going to be in the well, show oh yeah he's uh he's a dro- he's oh, yeah. the droid that you see talking yeah Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. Okay, That's cool. Um, And I also noted uh, that they had the list of directors who will be doing these. So Filoni will be doing a few, but we're also getting Steph Green, who was behind. She did uh, an episode of the Book of Boba Fett. Gita Patel did some episodes of The Mandalorian. Rick Fama Yua, The Mandalorian. He's been doing a lot of them. But then we get directors, new directors to this, which is Peter Ramsey, who did Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which is very cool. Wow. And then also Jennifer Getzinger, who did Mad Men. Wow. So I like how we're getting new blood into this as well. So we get some different focuses, yeah, uh, different storytelling, which is great. So I'm excited for this. On August 23rd, um, Charlie, do you know how many episodes we're uh, getting? I would have to double check, uh, but we've had anywhere between six and eight for most of these shows. So that I'm, I'm going to land on six, seven, or eight. Um, with, the fir- yeah, with the first two obviously dropping on the 23rd. So we'll be watching this for five or six weeks you know what i mean regardless so yeah no very 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 exciting so okay so moving along uh this trailer dropped obviously within the last week because we would have talked about it last week and todd i did it's first of all it's a prequel so i feel like automatically todd's checked out um but i could be wrong don't want to speak for him but i know traditionally todd's feelings about prequels i can tell you that i checked out after watching this because i was like God, I this just isn't a cinematic universe that I was really looking for. But anyway, you know what? I, I want to hear what y'all think. Todd, y- your turn. I love this. <laughs> I thought it's great. And one of the reasons why I love this is because it's from the director of Paddington. 
Paddington, for everybody in the know, is one of the most beloved movies in the like the last. And it's uh, it has one of the highest Metacritic. It's well regarded. It's love done with care. And when I saw that, that was the director. I'm like, oh, good. This is actually going to be a good place versus the last time we got Willy Wonka. I actually love the Willy Wonka universe. I read the books as a kid. I love the movie. I think it's fantastic. And I like their take. They're saying, well, how did he get to do this? And this is showing it, but it's doing it in a fun way. Uh, Timothy Chalamet was a great pick. He is just embracing it, doing with love. Uh, we got the Oompa Loompa in the carriage. No, that, and no, that was pretty I mean, great. It's, it's, that was pretty great. Hugh Grant. It's yeah. Hugh, and he's like... And he's like, oh, stop, please. No, I can't. And he's got the little yeah. flute. And I'm like, I love the vibe for this. It seems great. I didn't think I would want this because I'm like, I heard this movie is coming, but we've seen nothing of it. Now that I've seen it, this is this is really makes me really happy because um, it just it me, makes it doesn't feel as weird and goofy as the Tim Burton version, which I just felt like was like. I, odd and off-putting. I this. don't think I ever ended, ended up seeing that. When I saw the Alice in Wonderland Johnny one, Depp, which yeah. I tend to, I tend to, in my brain, blend those two together because it's he was just playing a ridiculous character. But yeah, I don't, I don't feel like I saw the other one. But um, I did see this is dropping at Christmas, which I think is extremely perfect. You know what I mean? Uh, this is this is that great family fair. You know what are we going to do? The kids off school for a week, and I think it could be a huge, huge success. And and you know Todd and I pay attention to the box office. We do Patrick. We do a a summer movie wager every year between Todd and myself and our third college roommate uh, who right. lives in the Pacific Northwest. And you'll enjoy the prize for winning is a plastic PVC bank of. Prince Shizor from Shadows of the Empire nice. uh, that I acquired from the comic shop that I've gone to since I was 10 years old. In 1996, Jim, the owner, had it. Uh, I went back in 2016. He still had it. He sold it to me for $3, and that's when we started our contest. So it is Todd uh, has never won, but I get the feeling there's a good chance Todd could win this year. He's he's doing pretty good. He's already – he, he, Yeah. What's that? What are the bets for this year? Uh it's looking like, oh, as far as the stats, looking like at least that uh, Spider-Verse will be number one uh, and then potentially Guardians will be number two, but they're kind of neck and neck. Uh, but you all bet on? Uh, well, what, what do you mean? Oh, as far as, oh, our, yeah, oh. We, we all chose, we choose the top 10 and then, the, the, yeah, okay. the point, their, their points value. Todd came up with the whole thing. He okay. can tell you. Yeah, it's 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 a great wager. Actually, I, and I just a podcast I listen to. They do the same thing. I'm like, oh, this sounds kind of fun. Yeah. Basically, you have to get the right order, not the numbers. Right. So, yeah. and the closer you get the numbers right, so like if you guess number one, uh, you get like an extra bonus yeah. of three points, I believe. Yeah. And then the further you're away, you get less points. Yeah. And then you can put a dark horse in a movie like Barbie is my dark right. horse this year because I'm like, I had no clue what that movie would do, but I'm like, it could be the biggest uh, thing in the world or it could like flop. Building, so, yeah. yeah and of course, oh, it's and definitely. It's we awesome. all highly rated uh, Flash, which was a bomb. Uh, I highly. Yeah, uh, well Elemental was my dark horse. It was a bomb. So it's just, we just, uh, it's just, it's a crazy mystery. So anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, Patrick, I'm sorry. What are your thoughts on Wonka, please? So I haven't seen the trailer. I, I've seen previous, uh, I don't know if it's trailers or imagery, but I like the idea of it. It's interesting when you said that Todd doesn't like prequels. I actually kind of love prequels and I don't know what it is about my personality, but I love, I mean, you can sense this from my Indiana Jones, loving the TV show and loving right. the books. I love kind of exploring the history of a character or a world. And one of my favorite, uh, series growing up was, uh, the saga of recluse, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. It was Ellie Modestet. No. Um, and he basically told this. Oh, got it. Yeah, yes. He told this okay. one story. And then he went a thousand years back in the past and told the history of the founding of that land. Told oh. a couple of 
between stories then went like 20,000 years in the past went Ooh. like I kind of like that world building aspect so that's the terrifying world building to Wonka that's kind of an angle that that I know Todd and I've talked about is a hope for Star Wars going back to KOTOR then jumping forward I would love to see a huge jump forward they've done it in Star Trek uh, in Star Trek Discovery they're now a thousand years in the future and, and telling totally different stories mm-hmm. and it's it has been really a game changer for that series um so yeah i think that'd be awesome that seems yeah Yeah. Uh, house of the dragon is probably the most recent uh prequel we've had where it really people were worried about it and would it captivate people and i think if as long as it's handled well and it tells a different side of the story versus we're just running into everybody's uncle or or you know uh, i like it when they do it so uh, i i but once again this this seemed like a fun take and i'm like wow yeah. they really nailed it so i don't know if this is going to have more music in it like it'll be a musical like like the original was with um they you know yeah. with, with that cast yeah exactly so we'll see how this goes but this really surprised me if you get a chance watch the trailer i i, I think it'll make you smile that's awesome very cool yeah. all right todd what do you got for superman yeah, something about uh, all of this negative uh, in Hollywood right now that we've had. Um, it's really fun to see an executive like James Gunn just really oh. embrace everything in regards to the fans. He doesn't shy away from Twitter, which is crazy that an executive would be yeah, right. that embracing and having to do with all the noise. Uh, but he's really been, you know, debunking like, when, when something isn't real or not, or he's been saying, this is who I'm inspired for when I'm going to make all these great stories in DC. And one of the things that he's been talking about is actively the casting process. And we got two uh, cast members last week, which we talked mm-hmm. about, which I think are spot on and great. And this is super, by the way, this is Superman legacy. This is James Gunn's uh, first film. That will be the first film in his new DC, DC gods and monsters yeah, universe. Exactly. Yeah, this is planned to come out in 2025. Obviously, that timing could change. But um, at this point, um, we, we got an update on more casting people. So for those who are new, David Cornsweet, who's a l- relative unknown, is going to be Superman. He looks like Superman. Totally. Um, Lois Lane, uh, Rachel Brosnahan, Brosnahan, who is uh, in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Maisel. She is Maisel. Yes. There you go. Um, she is the lead. She's going to be Lois. So uh, perfect pick for her because of her personality. But then we've got some new casting that came out shortly I after love this. this and some really spot on stuff. Guy Gardner, he is the jerk Green Lantern. He goes in headfirst. He has no control. <laughs> uh, infamously punched by Batman, right. uh, punched out by Batman right. because he wouldn't shut his yap. And that is uh, Nathan Fillion is going to play this guy. So and crazy. this is perfect. Nathan Fillion can ham it up. He can do whatever he wants and he's perfect for this, uh, which is great. Um, Then we have Hawk Girl, which I really like the the Hawk people stories because they have a really cool story. Um, We didn't get a, we haven't gotten a great take on that yet on the screen. So I think she's a good addition. Uh, Her name is Isabel Merced. She was in Dora and the Lost City. Was that Dora? Um, Was that who played Dora? I feel like she, we saw that movie. I I can't remember if she was Dora. She could have been. Okay. Um, then we are getting Mr. Terrific, Edie Gathegi. Um, he's he been in Darwin. Mankind, the Blacklist. Darwin from the X-Men. And he was Darwin yeah. in X-Men First Class. And people are like, they want justice for Darwin because he was he was a cool character. Um, and he was killed, killed off, off in that yeah. in a really horrible yeah. way. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. Mr. Terrific, if anyone doesn't know who he is, he's essentially the smartest man in the DC universe. Um, he has all these creations. And um, he's just a really smart guy. And he, he his motto is uh, fair play. 
So he's a really cool character, really unique uh, take, and I, I'm really glad that he's he's joined the group. And the last casting they announced was Metamorpho. So Metamorpho, he is like the master of elements. He can change his body. He's kind of horrific, kind of like Ben Grimm is with the yeah. thing, but he can use all of these elements to turn from a liquid to a gas and do different things. He's a really cool character, yeah. and it's being played by Anthony Kerrigan, who was in Barry. He was um, the wacky Euro guy with a weird accent who <laughs> defended Barry uh really good guy but he was also mr zaz a, yeah. a, a killer mm-hmm. in gotham so really iconic looking guy um and it, he's basically my evil doppelganger is probably the best <laughs> way to put it um yeah without glasses right. um so there you go um but the big part is i'm like i love these casts but the one part is there's rumors about who's been cast and we've got maybe uh the scars guard brothers either one <laughs> both of them, of them? nicholas <gasps> Holtz. it could be both of them yes, yes there you go <laughs> Nicholas Holt. And the one that did get debunked by James Gunn was the fact that um, it potentially could have been, um, you know, James Bond, a.k.a. Oh. oh, my goodness. Yes, Daniel Craig, which I'm like, that would be amazing right. casting. No doubt about it. Well, anything he does. Yeah, no, yeah. no doubt about it. So, yeah. well, cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, Patrick, I don't know how you are on DC, um, but in regards to Superman and uh, Superman getting a, a new movie after such a gap and all the Snyder stuff, um, what are your thoughts on these uh, castings? Yeah, I mean, it sounds cool. Again, I, I don't follow the DC universe that much, uh, but that sounds cool. I look forward to hearing more. No doubt. And it could be a very long time until we hear anything more since no one can write or act at present. Um, so... Uh, Tad, you had this. You had a, a link. Was it something else for? I do not have a link. The top okay. one. It was just a. It just basically the topic gotcha. is next. Really, okay. uh, thing we want to talk about was uh, San Diego yes. Comic Con is coming up this Ooh. week. Patrick, you're going to be there Ooh. in person. Yeah. Very exciting. Yeah. Nothing like San Diego Comic Con. And I think the thing we in the in the room we can't get around is we just still don't know what it's going to look like because i mean we'll have comic books we'll have action figures we'll have collectibles we'll have your regular wrestlers who show up we'll have like old stars who are really nothing anymore like jj jimmy uh walker from good times oh my god uh, you know we get the, we get we we love those people and we get you know those things and there's supposed to be a lot of panels so we we have some ideas about the panels and then some of the exclusives are coming. So um, are you hearing anything yet so far about like, um, like who's going to be there or not, or has that changed your plans at all? Yeah, it really hasn't. Um, so obviously, you know, we, we have a panel and we'll be revealing a lot of great stuff. Uh, you know, we mentioned before we started recording, but we've announced we're launching our new HasLab uh, at San Diego Comic-Con. So I think five days from now, I think, I'm trying to think of the time zones, but five days from now, uh, that'll be out there and, and hopefully zooming up. So, so no change kind of to our plans. Uh, you know, obviously we, we don't really have a lot of, uh, uh, casting talent, uh, in the booth. So, so we'll be proceeding, but yeah, you know, hopefully the, the buzz is still there and, and folks are still excited for whatever is able to still happen. Yeah. And so, and just, if you want to touch on, is there anything that, um, you're going to be, I know there's always the, the yep. exclusives that you yep. want to buy. I remember I got a couple when I was there, anything specifically you're going to have on display. Yep, absolutely. So we, uh, announced uh, a few days ago, four days ago, we revealed, uh, both, we have a San Diego comic-con exclusive and also a PulseCon exclusive for later in the year. Our San Diego comic-con exclusive is a kind of blown out version of Kersantan in the vintage scale from, uh, Boba Fett. Uh, so obviously vintage is our three and three quarters inch scale, right, uh, kind of right. that classic scale, world building scale. Um, we haven't done a croissant yet. 
This will be the first one. He'll be coming to the main line later, as all of our exclusives usually do. Uh, but this will be the first chance to get him. Uh, we've got a pop-up store uh, so folks can buy in person uh, called The Vault. Uh, you can also, it, it's only for folks at the convention, obviously, because it's a convention exclusive. There'll be QR codes. If you're at the convention, you can scan and have it shipped to your house if you prefer that. So uh, it's basically that character of Chrysanthemum, first time in the vintage collection, nice. uh, with a ton of accessories uh, inspired both from the Book of Boba Fett and his appearance in comics. So that's going to be a cool item. We're going to have a cool representation for both Star Wars, Indiana Jones. We're going to have a lot of the products that I have behind me, but everything we've revealed so far uh, shown all in one place. Uh, great Star Wars display. Once that HasLab is revealed, we're going to have that out as well. Mm, we'll have awesome. a display for Young Jedi Adventures, which is the preschool show, which my kids love. So it's going to be great. I'm going to be there on uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. How exciting. Fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Like I said, you know somebody over on that G.I. Joe team. I'm looking for one of those <laughs> chuckles. I'll, I'll shoot you my address. I was going to say, <laughs> I was gonna say how, big, how big of a suitcase did you bring back for all the things you're going to buy there, Patrick? Because, yeah. I mean, it's hard to ignore. I'm assuming you'll get to go on the, yep. the floor and Walk see around, everything. Yep. Too. Anything that you're... Yeah. So with that, are, is there anything like you're really excited to see that's not tied to your business, like that you're excited to look for or uh, meet? I, or? I mean, usually it's a lot of the stuff related to kind of, you know, talent and upcoming entertainment announcements. And, you know, we occasionally are able to go see some of the, the panels. So like at Celebration, you know, I was really lucky. I was in the room for uh, the showcase panel where they revealed, uh, you know, we were talking about prequels where they revealed the three upcoming Star Wars movies. And one of them is James Mangold set. 20,000 years in the past and the dawn of the Jedi. And right. uh, so that, that is what I am usually really excited for. We'll see what happens there, but you know, they, they, they work us pretty hard. So uh, I'm going to have to make kind of a mad dash for any product I want to get. <laughs> nice. That's, it's good. It's good exercise. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So, but as far as, um, going back to talking about the strike and, and, and that atmosphere, we know there's, you know, there's fear of not only a lot of those panels happening in San Diego, um, but myself and my wife, April, and several of our friends are headed out to Las Vegas at the end of this month to go to Star Trek Las Vegas. It's the first time I've ever gone. Uh, our friend, Missy, friend of the show has gone for many, many years with her family. Um, over almost 150 actors are slated to be in attendance, but since the strike has started, there's a lot of quagmire around exactly what is going to happen and what panels can happen. Missy and Kay, who's another one of our, our talent here on the network, are, are scheduled to do a, a Star Trek and psychology panel. Uh, that's something I, I certainly hope and is still going to go down, but uh, as far as what these folks are able to do, uh, and the same thing applies back to San Diego Comic-Con. I think a lot of it is is just balls in the air. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of, kind of a scary time. Yeah, and I was just going to go through some of the panels that are, are we're supposed to, well, as far as we know right now, are supposed to be there. So I'll just go yeah, through these really quick, and if any, you know, pops out, then let us know. But um, first, uh, TMNT, Mutant Mayhem, that movie's coming out in a couple weeks. Oh, that, uh, that's going to be a That's the thing. last one on my bracket, Patrick, we were telling you about. that. I, I have that one is, I think, my number 10. Big fingers wow. crossed that it's a hit. There you go. <laughs> yep. Um yeah, so we have The Wheel of Time. This would be for season two uh, on Amazon. Uh, Twisted Twisted Metal, which is that new oh, yeah. wacky PlayStation. Yeah, uh, yeah that's going to be coming out because that series actually comes out in two weeks on Peacock. Uh, what we do in the shadows with all their actors, that show's back on now. They're supposed to be there. Archer ah, getting a panel. We, did, we just um, did an Archer over on the Facts Geek Life. Can't wait to roll that out. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, then uh, there's a Good Omen season two panel, which is a great show. If you haven't watched it, yeah. it's fantastic. This is David Tennant, and um, I'm blanking on his. Uh, uh, the Masters of Sex guy, Bill something or other. I got. I can't remember now. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, um, they are going to be there as well, talking about season two, Walking Dead universe. Walking Dead's always been a huge oh, part. Yeah. Apparently, uh, they're going to have a bunch of things, especially talking about the new Daryl Dixon show, the Rick Grimes movie uh, or series, whatever they're calling it now. Um, then The Continental, which is a spinoff of John Wick, going to be a TV series about the hotel. And then, um, let's see, Gen V, this was going to be a spinoff the boys, of The yeah. Boys, which uh, that will probably be what we get next, maybe. Then we have a Futurama panel because Futurama's coming so, back again so after a long hiatus. Yeah. Um, Legendary Tenor Entertainment, who does their big producer of films, uh, Monsterverse on Apple TV Plus, <clears throat> uh, which is part of the Godzilla Kong uh, area of, the, of averse content. <clears throat> yes. Yes. Uh, then the Star Trek Universe is going to have a panel as probably, well. Pro- 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 probably doubtful, uh, but yes. Yeah, and then Quantum Leap. Uh, you know, a lot of these are tied to actors yeah, and things uh, like that. Totally get it. But the panels I love, which aren't listed here, are like comic book creators. Right. Um, everybody else in the sun, cosplayers will be yeah. there. So regardless if – like before – like. I don't know when it happened. Maybe 2008 was really when San Diego Comic-Con became like all international. But before yeah. that, it was comic books. It was people showing since up. Since 1971, so- man, that, that con is over 50 years old. And it was yeah. just Todd. It was when Todd, Patrick, when Todd and I first met, it was the fall of 1995, Michigan State University. We got on our bikes and rode from our dorm to the convention center on campus because there was a Comic-Con in the basement, oh, no. which was 500 long boxes and just guys going. <laughs> and that's, that's how San Diego got its start. You know what I mean? Yeah. So from humble begin, I wonder if you could buy a comic book there now. Are there any actual comic books? No idea. <laughs> yeah. I think there are. Probably not. I think there's um, a whole comic yeah. section still. It's still good. Yeah, so I, you know, Patrick, uh, I, I hope you have a good time. Um, but one of the other fun things that you talked about is what you'll be having to offer all the folks that come to San Diego Comic Con. It's one of the best things in the world to get something you're looking yeah. for, get it, and, and enjoy that. So, um, one of the companies I really dig is Mondo. They're known for their really weird, wacky one offs, and they do some odd things. They have a lot of different licenses, um, and they do things at a different scale than obviously your company does. Um, and they are doing. They're big into the X-Men animated series, which is so funny that that is kind of like taken off as like a big thing. So like that 90s series. So they're doing some high end, like a hundred, like $200, uh, action figures. Um, I know, I know Hasbro did some lines um, that were like a bigger, like 13 inch, I think at one point too, that were more like the $60 range, which I tell you, Patrick might be a good <laughs> idea to come up with some of those mega lines. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll let the Marvel team know. We, we tried there. our track as well with hyper hyper real. Uh, oh, oh okay. uh, yeah, I remember. I, I didn't end yeah. up getting one of those, but I I, I did glance. Oh, that's yeah, right. The Star Wars. The, the it yeah. was and it was a center. It was it was Luke. There was Vader. Yeah, I didn't end up picking that, that one up. Yep. Yeah, you you and some other folks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Patrick. I didn't do my part. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> Yeah. Um, uh, so we are getting X-Men animated series. Magneto, uh, it'd be a six scale, which is pretty cool. Neat that they do all the different heads and stuff. It's a really yeah. cool looking line. We're also getting that with Wolverine, oh, basically his Logan outfit. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, then we're getting an odd one, which is funny. It's Master of the Universe Prince oh, Adam, same scale. So weird. With, you know, just Cringer. <laughs> it's so yeah. weird. Yeah, that's 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 really fun. Um, well, he doesn't come with oh, Cringer. Okay. Well, believe, yeah, because that would be a lot more yeah, expensive. Some of the, yeah, yeah. Oh, nor does he come with Man at Arms as you're scrolling through these. Some yeah. these pictures. What is the classic line sold separately? Yes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you're you're, th- you're thinking okay. of um, Waylon Smithers Malibu Stacy um, musical sold separately. <laughs> <laughs> or batteries not, batteries included. not included another one uh then batman the animated series man bat very cool uh character um and then other than that we are getting some weird uh, other characters like from godzilla and the weird uh rodan which if you remember he's like the big um uh pterodactyl looking yeah. thing as well um so yeah so it, these are some fun ones you can get obviously these are a little higher priced higher end which mondo does so look for those there i, I would love to see them and that that Prince Adam one is an odd, odd pick. And they even got the one where he's laughing. He put his head where he's just doing the weird laugh. So love it, love it, oh, yes. love it. Oh, yes. my goodness. Yes, absolutely. Well, cool. Well, uh, unless I'm very much mistaken, uh, that does take us to the end of the line. The news is over, but there's still so much more fun to find. Uh, down with Geekies, you got to get out that Fuber, that feeble Uber app. Get us a cab to go down to Nastyville where the establishment awaits so we can talk about what we're enjoying this week. So let's do it. Talk nerdy to me. Talk nerdy to me. We're sitting the Geek Easy, cover bands playing, drinks are poured, and we are ready to get our nerd on. So Patrick, in all the world of nerd, what are you really into these days? Yeah. What's got you, what's got you geeked up? Yeah, so it's not, it's not something new, so it's not going to be a new find, but you've mentioned it a couple of times. I actually have never watched The Walking Dead. Uh, my wife, I know, my wife, so it's, uh, I'm in a lucky spot now. My wife knows I like to wait until shows are done because uh, I just don't I don't like, you know, you get all geared up, especially Walking Dead. There's like cliffhangers at the end of every oh, season. Yeah. So like waiting months or years and then I forget what happens. So I wait until they're over. So I've been waiting a long time on Walking Dead, obviously, 11 <laughs> years. Um, so I started binging it uh, a few months ago and I'm currently in I think season six or seven. Gotcha. Um, the saviors have just, you know, come oh. Perfect I know, timing. yeah. Perfect timing with it. Negan. Yeah, with yeah. his show that he has with Maggie. Man, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, nothing goes right for that group. Like, they really can't catch a yeah. break, which I guess, to be fair, it is a zombie apocalypse. So there's right. not a lot of breaks. What, what, what's going to go right, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. So they, yeah. Got rid of, they got rid of the governor, and then, you know, I was like, all right, they're set now. And then the... The wolves. Uh, it was the wolves. Uh, oh, I before think. that, it was the Invictus or uh, Incubus, or it was the... the Incubus. The rock band? The cannibals. Oh, the, uh, oh it, it was uh, Terminus. They were at Terminus. Terminus exactly. Terminus, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. the hospital in Georgia. So, oh, so I am best. happily yeah. making my way through. I'm watching it by myself. My wife has no interest in zombie shows. So gotcha. uh, watching it myself. But uh, it's, it's great. Watch it with kids. Oh, there sure. you go. Exactly. My Cr- two and four-year-old. Crunchy. And yeah. And I'll, be in, I'll, I'll be responsible for soothing them in the middle of the night when they yeah, have there you go. <laughs> <one>. no, <laughs> the zombies are outside my window. Yeah. Click, 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 click. <laughs> so I'm excited to see if that. If you are quiet, they'll come and get you. Zombies only get little boys and girls. So don't go to bed on time. <laughs> yeah, I'm good, exactly. So <laughs> I'm excited to watch that through. And then obviously, uh, there's many different routes to go down with Fear of the Walking Dead and right. and all the different spinoffs. Yeah, so, my, my my wife and I have been a fan of that. We've been together ten years. We've been watching it together that whole time, yeah. and we go right. we go we go in and out of it. But we did. 
a, a rewatch from the beginning and we finished th- either the day before or the day of the finale. Oh, that's so awesome. It was like magnificent. And we, we had seen it all, but again, going yeah. back 10 seasons, yeah. you don't remember yeah. every wiggle and we're like, and now we're on to the next thing. Yep. Um, and then my wife has watched Fear of the Walking Dead kind of without me. Then she sucked me into it. Uh, the yeah. Dead City is on right now. The yeah. Daryl show is going to come on. Rick's show is going to come on. Yeah. So it keeps cool. going. It's great as long as it's good. I mean, yeah. I find it, I find it really compelling. So, um, well, let's see. and you, you luckily have the luxury now. You, if you're like, oh, it's feeling a little slow, you can always find out like, hey, what episodes can I skip yeah, to move on and true. get to watch the recaps? Yeah. So always good. It, it hasn't been. I don't know. Like I've read that there are some slower seasons. They're all pretty good. So that's true. Yeah, you, you are. You do end up coming on a slower patch, not far where you're at, but where you're at right now, oh, oh yeah. very intense. They're, they're very right intense. in revenge Glorious. mode there. They've yeah. decided. The whole the whole thing yeah. where Rick decided to just be passive, I was like, this, this yeah. can't last. Um, yeah. So he's changed his mind there, building up their forces with the uh, high top. Why am I blanking? Uh, uh, hilltop. 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 And uh, the, the kingdom. So, so it's right. good stuff. The tiger. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. Good deal. <laughs> well, I, I don't want to give you more homework, but the comic is an excellent oh, book, so but good. it's long. It, yeah. Yeah. it was 175 issues, Todd, by the time they were done. Wow, really? I think so, yeah. yeah. I mean, I just really enjoyed it, yeah. and the fact that they adapted it so well. Robert Kirkman's fantastic. Yeah. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. All right, cool. All right, Todd? Well, this is kind of an odd one, because I don't even know how I found this. I guess it would be because... I have a antenna on my house so I can actually watch like local serious on my Roku, (laughs) which is nice. So I can watch my local news. I can watch local sports, that stuff. It's pretty cool. It has that Roku app so you can watch it anywhere Has a DVR. So it's really cool. And, um, one of the things that came on, it has the CW uh, network as well, uh, because it's a local network and they have this thing called the 19, 1982, the greatest geek year ever. And I'm like, what is this thing? So I looked and they were show the CW is showing it in five parts. So it's originally a documentary that came out, but they're cutting it up into five pieces in different segments. So, um, I watched the first episode as how they put it out. And it's more like science fiction and fantasy, which is really cool because they're, they made the point to say 1982. If you look every genre, everything that came out, it is probably one of the biggest years for, genre and geek culture that we've ever had because it wasn't just i mean et like literally probably the the biggest movie ever uh then you also got um like just uh things that you weren't like trading uh not trading places um that eddie murphy movie with think nolte 48 uh, hours uh, 48 hours um i mean just some of the things you had in there that i didn't even think about i'm like oh that's kind of cool a fast times at richmond high um you know saturday live with eddie murphy You had all of these different things, and I love this. And you're looking back, and this one's more tied to the science fiction fantasy side. So you had a lot of Steven Spielberg stuff because not only did Steven Spielberg make E.T., but he also executive produced and almost directed Poltergeist. Wow. I yeah. mean, he brought in Toby great, Hooper for great that. Flick. Yeah. Great flick. Big, big thing. I, I absolutely deride and would say 1984 is the biggest, great, the greatest geek here. And I think Patrick, as an Indiana Jones man, will may be on my side here. I, maybe I mean Temple's good, but we're not we're not getting any Star well, we Wars also, in the mix here. As, no, well, we, well, as a more recent yeah, because that's eighty three, yeah, yeah. eighty three. Right? As so a more that, recent um, year, I've always, I've always felt yeah. twenty nineteen. Like not that they all ended super well, but end of the Skywalker saga, end, end of the Infinity Saga, God, end yes. of Game of Thrones. Like 
Yeah. A lot of big yeah. culture conclusions. Yeah. But considering, I mean, because we get so much geek entertainment, but back in 82, oh, right. I mean, you literally got so little things in the fact that you got even Charlie, Star Trek II Wrath of Khan okay. was the yep, same yep, year. Yep, 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 yep. I mean, we're hitting on a lot of stuff here, and it's really cool. And the greatest thing about this, and it's essentially they're bringing in uh, actors, directors, um, you know, people who journalists, people that were in some of these projects, like D. Wallace came on for you know talking about ET. Yeah. It's really well done, and it's heart. It's it's it, it, it just makes me feel like uh, like a little yeah. again because yeah. and it's also showing a lot of the old footage of like the new in the, the newscast, like people are around the th- movie theater waiting to see this, yeah. and that's where Blockbuster came out yeah. because they were around the block. Right. Uh, oh, but yeah. I, great series. And it's, so it's on the CW. If you have the CW app, yeah. you can watch it. It's for free. Oh, I mean, I would recommend it if you want like a time. It's capsule. worth checking out. I, like I said, I will steadfastly defend 1984 ghostbusters temple, uh, Beverly Hills cop. I don't know. You know, I, I could go on, but, Yes. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting, but they did cover kind of a lot of different different areas. What made you think that way? Hey, Charlie, Megaforce came out in 1982. That ends the argument right there. Barry Boswick as a uh, Mad Max man driving a motorcycle. Didn't, that didn't Mad Max come out in 82 or was that? No, that was 79. Anyway, <laughs> we, <laughs> yeah, we, yes. we could go and, on. Anyway, the Thing and Blade Runner also came out that oh, year. Okay. So think about it. All right. Like, all right. All right. Huge year for all everything. Yeah. So, um, yeah, check it out on um, – Check it on the CW app. I think you can even buy the documentary, but it's really great. Yeah. Like I love these type of shows, so they're fantastic. Um, so then uh, Charlie and I will just touch on Patrick. Have you seen Mission Impossible? Um, the most recent one. I have not. No. So. <laughs> yes, Todd. It was called Mission Impossible: The Most Recent One. Hard to fit on a marquee. <laughs> Am I sure, sure. Part seven. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I but uh, feel free to Dead Reckoning. Yeah. Dead we won't spoil it, but Dead Reckoning Part 1, because it's a Part 1 yeah. and Part 2, which is funny, because, Charlie, Probably, I was right? thinking about this. This summer, we're having three movies that are ending at cliffhangers going to a Part 2. Yeah, you're absolutely which right. We had yeah. Fast Acts, yep. Spider-Verse. Right. A lot of people didn't realize Spider-Verse was right. a, um, a, a Part 1. Right. And then we're getting this as well. I don't know if we've gotten that many, right. like part one i mean harry potter was the last one where we essentially got that right. star wars movies have been kind of dune. more like yeah yeah, yeah. dune yeah. as well oh that's right oh my goodness yeah. yeah 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 so yeah and, and both uh, spider-verse clocking in at two and a half hours which is very long for an animated film i think and this clocking in at three um are you know are long but both of those films this one included i think Made good use of the time. I didn't feel like this film really slowed down at all. Some absolutely spectacular uh, sequences with all the action. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, I read this in the the jump at the end, which is in the trailers. Uh, so we're not going full spoilers here. But the jump that he does off of that Alpine mountain, he ruined seven motorcycles pulling that off. Seven oh, motorcycles. And did the stunt himself with the big, the... I ruin seven motorcycles every week. Exactly. Yeah, you bet. He's got a garage full of 300 motorcycles. Unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, no, I, I yeah. dug this. And Patrick uh, and, and Todd, of course, I, I've always said I have a, a complicated relationship with Tom Cruise. Personally, not a fan of who he is out there in the world, things he's done in Scientology or whatever. But his body of work, and I, I, I changed it, but I had noted earlier, um, I watched, my wife is out of town this weekend, so I watched Born on the Fourth of July for about the mm. first time in about 30 years. Uh, yeah. And actually, it was in my Fandango queue. I picked it up at some point. 
Um, and there was, of course, Oliver Stone film, and he plays Ray Kovic, who is a Vietnam vet who was paralyzed over there. Um, and again, a very long movie, and I was, I was, I was nodding off by the end of it, but it was so riveting. Yeah. I think my wife doesn't really care for it because her dad is a Vietnam vet, so I totally get that. Um, but um, uh, I, he is a true artist. Regard the, the things that he does, even if he is a real life wackamadoo, um, he is. Um, but so many of the great artists throughout time have been a little questionable uh, yeah. in the day to day. But um, yeah, I, I thought this movie was absolutely fantastic. Right. Yeah, he might be our biggest movie. He might be the biggest movie star of all yeah. time. I mean, I don't know. I mean, because you because you think of maybe Harrison Ford but or then Tom like, Hanks. Tom yeah. But Harrison Ford has a lot of gaps where he did nothing at True. all. And his a lot of his movies didn't deliver on box office. Like The Witnesses is probably that's where yeah. he was nominated for an Oscar. Right. But that wasn't a big blockbuster yeah. or anything like that. Right. I mean, he had and he's been in a lot of franchises, um, probably more franchises than anybody else because he had like Tom Clancy yeah. books and things right. like that. So he's all over the place. So so it might be between the two of them. Mm -hmm. But I mean, um, it's kind of look at how. Tom Cruise considers, you know, his career and that said he wants to be doing what Harrison Ford's doing all these years <laughs> uh, at 60. I mean, you'll see that, that you'll see him doing a motorcycle jump at 80. He'll just explode yeah, in the air. Yeah. That's how he'll die. Like a warrior on the battlefield. Didn't Tom Cruise yeah. have a gap too? Like 15 years or so ago. I remember, I remember at the time Tropic Thunder was kind of his, Oh yeah, came the back. late odds. Yeah, yeah because yeah. I, he had a big publicity yeah. problem. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why he ducked out yeah. for some time. Yeah, you're right because um, he, he had yeah. some films in the early days. He had like Vanilla Sky and stuff like maybe yeah. the Samurai movie. And I you're right, he was, he was yeah, yeah he was kind of out for a few years. Minority Report was yeah a great movie. Yeah. Um, I will say my favorite Tom Cruise movie is Edge of Tomorrow. If you've not seen it. Good. It is amazing. My son cool. loved it too. Yeah. And yeah, I will stick Great. in its non genre, but a few good men will always be one of my oh, absolutely yeah. really favorite. Yes. Yeah. Again, yeah, not, not yep. genre. Yep, some good stuff. Yeah. Um, on, on this movie, I this is probably my favorite Mission Impossible movie, which is crazy. After seven, yeah. I just loved it. I there are scenes in this movie that I'm like, holy crumbs! Yeah, they did that. Right. Holy cow! And it looks realistic. It doesn't look CGI. It doesn't look I, like I didn't. I didn't um, feel there was a lot of CGI happening in this film. Of course, there were bits and pieces, but it was. It was. Yeah. I feel like it was done in in ways that were subtle, and and you know there wasn't. Uh, there was there was a bit of de aging because you saw some of the some of the establishing mm -hmm. stuff with Isai Morales, who plays the villain. Um, and yeah, but uh, not done so heavily to the point to think that Tom Cruise is really, you know, uh, doing the parachute and crashing through the side of a train and jumping off the side of a train and doing all kinds of stuff. It, with the train. it, it really yeah. does feel even the train, you know, the, the, the final fate of the train, which, again, no spoilers, uh, was pretty stunning. Um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah um, I would I would highly recommend it if you're I if you're a fan of the series at all. Yeah, I would go check it out. Yeah, it's it's really it's highly entertaining, but this one might be you know depending on how much free time you have a movie, it's three hours long. Yeah. That's a yeah, <laughs> so uh, it delivers. Um, I did want to make a, a note because I was saying this movie is like the Superman to Fast X's Bizarro because <laughs> they, you did say this that. is a very, very good. They did a lot of like they filmed in Rome both, and right. in the Fast X one, they're basically it's like a. It didn't feel real at all. Right. It feel like their their chases felt like you knew there was no realistic filming happening yeah. because they're being chased by a three hundred ton uh, bowling ball essentially yeah, down the Roman bomb. steps yeah. and things like that. I'm like, and then um, there is a huge explosion at one point that's very similar to the other movie. And then where this movie ends, same thing with Fast X. It's like 
it's just so hard yeah. to compare the, the quality right. of one that i'm like i tom cruise though he demands quality and vin diesel or vin diesel likes paychecks yeah I, tom cruise and again he, he's an artist I, I will give him the props for that yeah. he really does deliver even so much that i just am not crazy about him personally as an artist you know he's the he's picasso chopping off his ear there you go picasso chopping off his ear that's my tom cruise analogy there you go. oh my gosh well i will tell before we roll upon out of here i will touch uh very briefly uh on secret invasion which is of course it's on wednesdays on disney plus patrick are you watching at all well like i said we wait until the end we've watched every other disney plus yeah, Star gotcha. Wars and marvel show gotcha. but we're holding out it looks great though i mean yeah uh, i will can't go wrong well, well We'll keep it. We'll keep it super spoiler free. Uh, Todd and I have been talking for the last couple of episodes. It, it's very peaks and valleys with this show. We can't really land, uh, but we we had a nice big reveal in this one, and then an absolutely awesome uh, set piece with action that wrapped it up uh, with some some stakes that were delivered. So um, we have Todd. We've still never looked. Are there six episodes or are there eight episodes? Okay, so we got two weeks left. So Patrick, you got another two, three weeks, and then you'll be watching this. I'm back from SDCC. Yeah, so I, um, yeah, but episode four, I think, what was a high point for me? I think that they they really did it. Cool. Yeah, I think this is one. I normally not a defend. I'm not a binger. I'm like you can binge it when it's done. Which because I mean, you only get one chance to really roll something out and really make a mark. I think this is better as a whole piece versus individually to be honest because i think it it took a while to get started and that might yeah. lose some some watchers right. so i think you're going to be in a good better place than we were I think, uh patrick if you watch yeah, it i think stuff. i think andor is that what you just said yeah, andor, andor was too. very much like that yeah. because they rolled out the yep. first three episodes on the first night and you're like well yeah, if they would have rolled yeah. off this first one i probably would have checked i would have checked right yeah. out because it was just yeah. you're just not grabbing me but yeah. by the end of it todd that's been one that you said andor is your favorite star wars anything oh, yeah. you've seen in recent years well, I, I love Rogue One. I love Andor, yeah. uh, something about that. But um, Andor lost me. I had to come back to right. it. Again. Exactly. So I'm like, exactly. I, I'm like I, I just don't get it because everybody's like, but once again, everybody's clamoring, saying this is one yeah. of the best things. Well, it got well. me. It's so funny because it got me with the episode um, where he went to prison. Oh, when they had, so, to, yeah. jump, I they had thought, to jump in. I'm yeah. like everything before them. Like I, that could have, I could have not watched any of that when I got to prison. Like that's when the oh, show wow. yeah. delivered. The, I mean, the first three episodes, obviously a slow build, the heist episode, yeah. like yeah. The season of that arc was amazing. Yeah. Where he goes to prison, but then obviously the prison break, no way out. That was amazing as well. Right. Like, yeah, as, yeah. I mean, again, like I think there's something in all the recent star Wars, Disney plus content. Like it's not all uniformly excellent, but you know, that's why I'm excited for Ahsoka, but right. obviously the return of Vader and Obi-Wan, the Mandover stories, but, you know, Andor, just the quality is amazing. Yeah, so, it was it was a cut two. above. A cut above. Have your kids watched Visions, Patrick? Um, no, they're pretty young. So yeah, they're yeah. Uh, four okay. and two. So They're on, they're on they're both, the Jedi Adventures, yeah. But, yeah there's both. a couple episodes your kids would love, though. Yeah. One's by the Ardman team, right. and it's adorable. Oh, very true. It's very cute. True. There are some very cute cute episodes yeah. within it that I think are, are watchable. For, for kid, they're both kids. very much COVID kids. So a little cautious. So we're, we've been watching through toy story and there's some scary moments there. For oh, them. Fair, so, fair, fair, fair. So they're, they're a young four and two. I hear you. <laughs> and there is the new star Wars kids show too. Right. Right. Yeah. The Jedi, yeah. Yeah. The Jedi. Yep. Yeah. So they love yep. that. Nice. Good deal. Cool. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. It's time to get out of the geek easy. Skip out on the tab because I think they spit in our drinks as always. But I'm getting out my Air Qantas app. I'm getting us first class tickets, business class, uh, to the land down under. A hologram Tina and the mutants await us to talk about 
Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Let's go. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. Welcome to another edition of Thunderdome. Thank you, Tina. The mutants have been gathered for a topic or game to be entertained. And this week, we are talking about Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. We're going to have a good discussion here, folks. Um, so get ready. It's been a couple weeks, and we held back because we wanted to have Patrick on because he's a passionate fan. Charlie's a passionate fan. I'm a little less passionate, um, but I've enjoyed this series. So um, we'll get some hopefully some good takes on this and what they thought. I actually saw the movie with a huge Indiana Jones fan. He's not a typical geek, but he is a movie geek, but he's not like into science fiction and fan see as much um so it was great to hear about that um and his 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 excitement about indiana jones and how much he loves it uh before we get into the the pieces i just want to give you a little bit about this movie um is directed by james mangold who was known for the wolverine and logan um and i also believe he is tied to do the um the called the, the prequel of all prequels with Star Wars going back 25,000 right. years so he's going to be doing that film uh this was written by four people Right. Uh, quite That's a list big. of people, including James Mangold. David Kep is also a, a well-known writer right. who's been involved in things. Um, this is starring uh, a, a, a small indie actor, Harrison Ford, uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Antonio Banderas, John Ray Davies, Toby Jones, Boyd Holbrook, Ethan Isidore, and Mads Mikkelsen. Budget, no one can figure out the budget on this film. <laughs> it was between two ninety five and $400 billion. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, what's, what's a million, what's a hundred million dollars between exactly. friends? Um, and current box office at this point, 302 million. I believe that's, uh, Man, that's, that's international, that's global. Yeah, everything global. combined. Yeah. It's global. Yep. Um, and just to give everyone, uh, if anyone's, you know, can't remember the, 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 the movies and when they came out, I'll just give those really quick. Uh, Raiders came out in 81, Temple of Doom, 84. So that's a three year gap. Last Crusade, 89. That's a five year gap. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, that's a 19-year gap. Uh, and then Dial of Destiny, that is a 15-year gap. Uh, between them, to tide you over, you got Young Indiana Jones Chronicles from 92 to 93. All of these are now available, excluding the movie we're going to talk about, on Disney+, Plus um, because there is a weird Paramount ownership yeah. of some things, it's, it's which Lucas means film. that... It's Lucasfilm, right? That's, that, that's, yeah, yeah. Paramount, Paramount gets a cut, I guess, ongoing now. So Disney essentially gets the rights unfettered, but uh, Paramount now gets a cut of the revenue, which is kind of very interesting. Uh, that that's where we're at. Um, and one of the things I'm excited about in the franchise of Indiana Jones is we're getting a new game uh, for Xbox coming in 2024. And I'm not sure, Patrick, is that something where you've done, you've been involved in um, video games with a, a licensed property like Star Wars? We had, um, uh, what was it, um, the most recent Star Wars game, the Fallen Jedi, Jedi oh, Fallen Order, sorry. They've done they've done characters that. I know yeah. the Force Unleashed. I know they have that character. Star um, Killer. Star yeah. Killer has yeah. also. So I'd be curious to see if, if, I mean, I you probably can't speak to it, but it'd be kind of cool to get uh, some, characters some, from the game yeah, as totally. well as well. Yeah, to get some figures out to really extend it. Um, and I know, Charlie, we have not gotten Indiana Jones comics in quite no, some time. No, I, uh, I went back and checked because when I knew this film was coming out, I thought this is going to be my opportunity to grab that omnibus, the one that came out in 2009, still selling for hundreds of dollars on the back market. However... Uh, I do have every single issue of that classic Marvel comic series stored in the box in the closet in the closet in my bedroom. So I will always have it. But I, I would love to be able to purchase it digitally so I could just just like with my old G.I. Joe comics, I could still panel flip through reading them. But, you know, I would say maybe someday, but based on the 
performance of this film, I, 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 I'm fearful that it might not come to pass, but I'm glad I have my old paper copies. Cause I, yeah. I, I so, love it. That was one of the first comics I ever read. Very cool. Patrick, did did we did we mention this last time? Because I think it was like we were maybe begging you for to someone to to pull someone's ear over at um, Marvel or or because Marvel does publications yeah. all that. Typically, to, to can you get this out there for Charlie? Can you just do it for Charlie? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> I will. I will put in a call. Okay, I like it. That would be great. Very good. Well, let's get into the actual uh, discussion of the movie. Um, like I said, we said a couple of weeks ago, I only saw it once, so I'm as probably not going to have as many of the details memorized. So Charlie is typically the man who memorizes everything. Um, with that, uh, Patrick, um, you've seen the movie, obviously. I know in the Times, back in the day when I used to work on promotions for General Mills, we would get uh, previews and things like that. Did you see it with the, the, the uncleaned masses, or did you get to see it as a preview? Yeah, so we we don't usually see films like too far in advance. We get plot downloads and we get assets, and so that's how we're able to build the line. You can see behind me, I've got our adventure series, Indie and Phoebe, and obviously we launched those. We revealed those at Celebration in London a few months ago, and so we get those assets ahead of time. We don't get like an early screening, but I was fortunate. I was able to go out and see the premiere uh, in mid-June, so got to see Harrison and and Phoebe and Toby and Mads and all of the rest of them that I now, I guess, feel like I can call by their first name. But <laughs> uh, so got to see it then uh, and then saw it a couple weeks after that as well with my team. Um, and so I uh, really loved it. That was a great film. Yeah. Okay, so you've seen it twice, Charlie. You've seen yeah, it twice. Yeah, we went out and saw it the next uh, week, and actually had to pay for it because my wife and I have the, the VIP membership to the local theater chain. You can see three yeah. movies a week, but we had pre-bought ahead Oppenheimer and Barbie. So I went to go see Indy again, and they're like, "Nope, you got to pay." But yeah. we went. We went on the Fourth of July on that Tuesday, and so it was only four bucks for each uh, each ticket. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was really really great to go see it a second time. But uh, yeah, Todd, how do you want to handle the breakdown? So um, if we want to just go through kind of like we don't really do pros and cons anymore. So we kind of like just give your overall thoughts and kind of like and, and obviously as we'll talk through this, we can just you know do a round robin. Uh, but with that, uh, we probably will probably trigger some things like, yeah. oh, what about this part? So with with that, uh, Patrick, you're yeah. the guest. So um, what I mean, what's your take on this movie after after all the Indiana yeah. Jones you've ever seen in your life, all of your childhood memories? Uh, where does this land for you? Yeah, so I liked it. And it's interesting. I talked. So obviously, I saw it at the premiere, came back and I talked with uh, one of my old bosses. And and, and you know, I certainly caveated. I, I liked it, but I also really wanted to like it, if that makes sense. Obviously, you know, we're professionally linked with it. And he talked about certainly he's in the past seen things. And he was like, that was amazing. And then a couple months later, he's like, what was I thinking? Uh, <laughs> but I really loved it and then loved it again a second time. And I think, you know, we'll unpack all of this. But, you know, they could have certainly gone a route of just having another rollicking indie adventure. But, you know, Harrison Ford is is 80. Uh, indie in the film is 69 or 70. Yeah, 69. Uh, not knowing. Where, no, where in the movie it is because he's born i think he's born july 1st 1899 right and this was the moon landing so we're actually it's just oh. right it's right around his birthday there you go uh so yeah right around 70 years old you know i think it would have i i enjoyed the the richness and the deepness of the narrative of like this movie about aging and you know he certainly kicks some butt in the movie um but you know he's not invincible and and i enjoyed that i loved kind of the the journey he went through, uh, the ending, you know, I assume we're kind of spoiler. Oh, absolutely. We're spoiling at this point. Uh, so yep. the ending with Marion uh, coming back in, you know, I thought that was very appropriate. Uh, 
I thought, you know, the dial, obviously there were all these rumors, right, about time travel, and that ended up being the case. As I thought it afterwards, I don't know how you could have had the villains that you did without having a time travel aspect, given that it had to take place in the 60s or 70s. So, so I actually enjoyed that fact. Um, I thought, I thought Helena was really cool. Um, I, I really enjoyed the opening sequence. I know that the de-aging is polarizing. Um, it seems like the industry assessment is that this is the best ever they've seen. Um, and I, I mean, I, I think the imagery of indie, like in those first 25 minutes, like, I don't know if you put that next to a scene from Last Crusade and ask someone who hasn't seen the movies, like, to guess which is, you know, real and which is right. the age they could tell. The voice obviously threw me a little bit, but. Yeah, uh, yeah, that, that was a tough part. I agree. And yeah. then if you look at, if you think, of, so that was 1944. Uh, yeah. We had Indy in 1938. Uh, yep. And so he would have been 39. Crusade, yeah. So then you're tilting forward four or five years. So, yeah. not, you know, 1989, add five years. So what did Harrison look like in 1993? He was in the, he was in uh, the fugitive in 1993. Yep. So really, if you look at, Dr. John Kimball in The Fugitive before he had the beard or after he shaved the beard versus yeah. him in this movie, that would be an, quasi analogous. Yeah. And I didn't, I, I, I didn't feel like it was that far off. Are you talking about the scene where he visits um, Toby Jones again? No, 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 talk, no, no. Talk yeah, about the, the whole intro yeah. sequence. That scene where he visits oh, Toby Jones, it. think about him in Crystal Skull. Yeah. Think about him in Crystal Skull. You got it. 2008. Yeah. Yeah, because that it it would have been bit. yeah, that would have been nineteen forty nine ish. Because that's closer yeah. to you know yeah. the way he probably could look. Yeah, yeah. obviously, um, again, as like a young indie fan, Harrison Ford is in an episode of Young Indie. He's supposed to be fifty, right? But that was shot when he was shooting the Fugitive. The fugitive exactly. Beard, so it right. all crumbles a little he bit. Had a beard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, yeah, yeah. I watched that episode. It was the what was it? The Mystery of the Blues yeah, or whatever blues, it is. Yeah, yeah I, I watched. I watched that about about uh, two months ago because I thought nice. uh, I thought I wanted to kind of tee it up, and I thought, mm -hmm. well, if I'm going to pick one episode to watch, I'll watch the one that Harrison's in, and I thought he was great. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Todd, he had he was uh, it was a it was it was. Jazz man, was, right? Yeah, but he was yeah. he had a, a Native American artifact and he was trying to escape, you know, people chasing him and they get stuck in a cabin uh, that he finds a saxophone. And he uh, while he and this Native American gentleman are waiting it out, he tells the story of his time in the Roaring Twenties meeting. Who are the jazz guys that he met? Patrick, I'm already forgetting. Sydney. Yeah. Louis Armstrong he did not mean it was yeah it was uh maybe something yeah like that. Benny Goodman but it was yeah. Jeffrey it, yeah it was Jeffrey Wright who uh played the character so and it's an interesting episode because the first half is like just kind of his exploration of the blues yeah and then he kind of leaves that all behind because then it turns into a murder mystery right of him with his roommate Elliot Ness of yeah, that's right <laughs> and his good friend uh Ernie Hemingway from oh. World War One so <laughs> didn't he date like the girl that was supposed to be like just, uh Nancy Drew like the inspiration for Nancy Drew too? oh yeah earlier in the show yeah yeah, yeah. 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 so crazy yeah. yeah, yeah, Matahari. When he was, yeah, there was just. I would love to sit down and knock that show out. But anyway, back to the movie. Yeah. Um, yes. 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 Well, yes. Wait. Wait. Well, this is a celebration of all yes. things Indiana Jones yes. at this since, point. Yes. Since this is the end, um, I, I'm in the same camp with you, Todd. I know you love Temple of Doom. For me, I enjoyed this more than I enjoyed Temple of Doom. Sorry, um, but I I put this. You know, I put this probably probably third for me in the five films. Um, yeah. you know, Raiders is, uh, I saw Raiders when I was five years old. One of the first films I ever saw in the theater will always be my favorite film 
Yeah. I, yeah, without a doubt, Indiana Jones is is very special to me because of that. Uh, Last Crusade, you know, the interplay between him and and uh, Sean Connery. Um, but uh, this film, particularly as we get older and we you know deal with loss, I mean really struck me i've lost a child you know i, I had a, a son that passed away a few years ago from illness and then to, to, to look at indian and his loss uh of, of sh- nobody was really missing shia labeouf but you're missing the missing the character and kind of feeling that and and how it uh, and how he describes how it you know destroyed his marriage and and all that i mean it's just very yeah. very 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 tough and personal that really spoke to me and then to see them reconnect at the end and again that was you know uh, having known Indy and, and Marion when, you know, I was five years old and uh, they had that romance in that film and to see, you know, Hey, you know, lo- love endures, you know, they, they found their way back together. I really appreciate that. That, that completely, that completely um, wholesome love affair with him and a very underage. Yes. Girl. He was 25. Raiders, she was Raiders, 15. It was fine. Raiders, <laughs> yeah. It was fine. yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah. I was, we had, uh, this is on uh, Hasbro Pulse, but we actually had a conversation with Karen Allen oh. and John Lee <laughs> Davies. I was just, oh, that's cool. great. we were joking about a, eventually an indie prequel film that, that shows kind of that relationship. And we're like, maybe not. Yeah. Um, yeah, may, yeah maybe yeah, yeah. No, she, I, she was in high school and he was not. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. Like for me, actually last year, say it is my favorite film um and i think that's partly just i have a bit of con- a contrarian nature and i don't like to you know obviously star wars empire is everyone's favorite so i go with a different one but i like you said the sean connery aspect uh also the grail i read an article recently that that broke down and this is kind of funny that all of the indie films are about them chasing after these like super powerful objects that none of them do what you think they're gonna do so like the dial of destiny like Clearly didn't work out the way uh, Jurgen Voller wanted. Right, Crystal Skull didn't work out for Arena, uh, <laughs> but it was saying that like the one artifact that could actually give you power is the Holy Grail. You like build a hospital there that can heal anyone. Uh, you get a lot of power that way. So right. the Grail as an artifact, I think, was pretty compelling. The whole River Phoenix scene, obviously, as a young indie fan, that uh, intro giving birth to that. So Last Crusade is my favorite. Then Raiders. Then I think Temple and Dial are tied. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because they they mentioned the fact that half the time if Indiana Jones didn't get involved, the the enemies would have just it would have gone it would have gone badly for them anyway. So it's like yeah, yeah, you're right because in the end it's a it's a non-starter for all of the all the protagonists in this because yeah, yeah, that's what happens to Elsa at the end when she falls in the pit, and you know Mm -hmm. what happens uh, you know what happens with the Lost Ark and and all of them there and. Getting sucked yeah. up into the sky. The Shankara yeah. stones, maybe, maybe oh, yeah. that would be the only good thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, if he hadn't showed uh-huh. up for the Shankara stones, that would have turned out very differently, right? Yeah, exactly. And they were yeah. theoretically. There we go. So see, that's why it's my favorite movie right. because he had he, to do something, made, or nothing good would have he happened. Ma- he made a difference. So, um, yes. so let me ask the tough question uh, of you guys: why, why isn't this film more successful? What What's lacking that this is not? Because uh, Patrick, we've been talking about the movie wager that Todd and I have with our yeah. uh, with our roommate. Yeah. This was my. This was my film of the summer. I thought, man, this is going to be the one. And it just, it's not the biggest failure because that would be the flash. Um, but why, why is this film not doing well? What, what's, what's the scoop? It's interesting. I was reading recently and, you know, you guys talked about Mission Impossible at the start. And that, I think, actually had a domestic opening lower than Indy. Yeah, which that, has shocked everyone. Right. I believe domestically lower, internationally different story. But you know, I, I think just the entertainment industry, like it's still just a different world from pre-COVID. You know, you, right. again, we were talking earlier about 2019. 
like how many billion dollar films were there in 2019? I think there were like maybe five to 10. It was a yeah, lot. Like, yep. I don't, we're not at Guardians, uh, obviously Super Mario this year. Um, you know, we'll see about others. But so I think the entertainment landscape has just still shifted and people are figuring it out. Um, I think one other thing with indie, and, you know, again, I love it, love the TV show, is that unlike Star Wars, it doesn't have kind of that Star Wars, you know, especially recently, the past 20, 25 years, there's always been Star Wars, right? Like it keeps it in the pop culture, it keeps it in the yeah, guys. Yeah. Indie hasn't necessarily had that. And so right, right. it's a nostalgia movie, but there's, you know, the three of us, I think, are in our 40s, like you know, people under 40 don't have that same nostalgia. Right. Yeah. Uh, that, that's what that, that, yeah. yeah, I would say without a doubt, that's what's, la- that's what's uh, certainly preventing even the first viewings. You know what I mean? Yeah. It could be, you know, dad or grandpa is, you know, dragging, uh, you know, dragging the kids to see it. I told when Todd and I touched upon this, when we both first saw the movies, I told the following story in, in the row where my wife and I went to go see it. There was a younger couple that they were directly next to, to April. And then further on down the road there or down the aisle there was a woman with like seven or eight kids and i was like interesting combination so as always happens i got up i had to go to the restroom as i'm walking back i didn't really pay any mind to the kids they were being quiet but as i got close to the younger couple i'm watching the guy with his eyes wide and he's super excited and then Mm -hmm. i'm watching his girlfriend who could not be more bored in her life she's sitting like this oh no I was like, yeah. that that could possibly completely encapsulate what I'm talking about here because maybe that young man grew up watching it with his dad, Raised the Lost Ark, his grandpa liked it, his brother, his older cousins, whatever it is. But for this young lady, there's just there's no connection because you haven't had it handed down. Yeah, because yeah. Crystal, Crystal yeah. Skull was it's, 15 years ago, and yeah. eh, you know, I think yeah, I, I good. I was gonna say I think there's a lot of uh, when it comes to franchise care, um, Patrick. You know about making a brand evergreen, keeping it, taking care of it and trying new things to rejuvenate it. You know, we just saw Grimace have a birthday with McDonald's and how, <laughs> how big that got. Yeah. I mean, regardless of what, how oh, you feel Grimace. about it, but I'm like, that's what you do. And I feel like Indiana Jones, like, I don't know what drove that gap from 1989 to 2008. I don't know if it was like Lucas didn't want to be involved with it. Spielberg was doing another projects um, and, and, and not having then something like a animated Indiana Jones uh, series. Yeah. Uh, there were some video games, like no comic books, like you mentioned. Right. And it became like, okay, so what drove that gap, which could have, you know, if you had put some things in there, would you get other future generations involved? Cause it's the concept. I mean, it's and, and other people have been doing, that you had the uncharted series which is hugely mm-hmm. successful you also got the tomb raider laura croft i'm thinking other people picked it up because people wanted more of that and it's a, it's a shame um that we didn't have that and i i would say my son was had no interest in seeing the film which i i didn't expect it anyway he's not a big film goer but a lot of uh, parents are taking their kids yeah. so maybe there will be a rejuvenation the problem is at this point, I don't know what else we're getting. Um, if we are getting anything else, it'd be cool to revisit a TV show or do something like that. We're going to get a, a new video game, which has been announced. But it, it would be curious to see how they can make it more evergreen, maybe re-bring yeah. back young Indiana Jones yeah. um, just, and not have to worry about who you cast. I mean, Alden could be doing it if they wanted right, to. Right. Um, that'd be perfectly fine as well. Yeah. yeah um, like but, Star Wars. I mean, when's the last time we didn't have Star Wars? Like it was. Uh, oh, I remember Patrick. Like uh, that was that was that horrible gap from '83 
to Nine, well 90, 90, uh, 97 when the, well, the, no, but the we had publishing the, to your point about comics there was right yeah and even after yeah. 83 there was the droids animated show yep. the Ewoks yep. animated show Ewoks, like, Ewoks really movies five-year gap and they've they've driven content yeah. and the other thing i think is that i think the can strategy didn't pay off for them yeah. and obviously i'm speaking kind of as my own individual here but you know, I think they saw what Top Gun Maverick did last year and right. saw this yeah. as a similar movie, right? Like, a, you know, a, a legacy film with nostalgia um, and pursued the same strategy. And I've read that it's kind of a different class of critics at Cannes. And so yeah. I mean, the, the Rotten Tomato scores and the other metrics have come up drastically since Cannes. But that group didn't love it, and so that just kind of poisoned. Yeah, it was a point. Yeah, that that is tough, and it's it's tough to put the toothpaste back in the tube at this point when the public has moved on to the other big films that are coming out: Mission Impossible, Barbie. Summer is always the worst time to have a slow build because and, and and. And I don't know how long this movie will be in theaters because of Disney Plus will be going there. Typically, they go about three months. Yeah. Uh, maybe they'll hold out longer and let it have legs and let audience still discover it. Because I found the summer when there was a movie I wanted to watch, it's gone so quickly right. and I would have seen it. Sure. Uh, but it was too busy catching up with everything else. Right. Um, yeah. So we'll see how this goes. I mean, myself, on, on I like the movie, but I think – the Crystal Skull soured so many moments of this movie for me that I felt like um, there could have it could have done so much better. And if they had made this movie ten years ago and then maybe did something else, because I yeah. feel like what they did with Marion, um, I liked how they finished it here versus in, in Crystal Skull. That felt so inorganic. The way they got married right. out of the blue, they seen and each other, everybody's yeah. happy, they seen each other in twenty five years. So it's just, well, let's uh, just get married. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, I did enjoy the movie quite a bit. I, I like the fact that um, it ended the way it did. Um, it was, we had that, will he die or won't he die? Yeah. I liked how that finished when Phoebe punched him in the uh, face. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was a great moment. I enjoyed the opening. Now, I felt there were too many chases on little buggies. <laughs> I wish they had mixed that a up a little li- bit. I'm like, we're doing this a lot again. Of little buggies. And yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of thrilling moments, you know, the, the the horse on the subway platform and you know, yeah. in the in the aisle and then riding down past, you know, uh, the ticker tape parade. I mean, those were all and those were all uh, moments that we had seen from the trailers. Those were really and thrilling. Banderas. Yeah. Not Antonio yet. I, yeah. I was so confused by him. I'm like, is that him? Oh, it's him. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then he just, he had such a small role. I was like, oh, I thought they were going to do more. But he, and, uh, yeah. he got a figure in your line, Patrick, which I, I will admit I didn't pre-order. Yeah. Uh, but uh, there's, 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 yeah, I was going to say, I did just pre-order my Map Room Indie, the Target exclusive, mm-hmm. because that is my favorite piece of orchestral yeah. music on earth is that Map Room theme. So That's can't awesome. be without him. But, our, you know, I would love it if we got, I got a little uh, miniature of him to, to be able to stand in front of, I had that when I was a kid from the old Kenner oh, line. Wow. You were talking about but, Kenner. We, yeah. we do have our. Uh, I know. I didn't end up doing that. So if you want to just well, toss that in the well, mail well. to me, I'll give you my address. <laughs> and I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> good. Um, now, and you know, one of the things I thought was weird because I, I thought I liked the setup. What I didn't understand was the federal government, along with that one agent who was there, she was broad, and I thought she was going to be a bigger part of the movie. Right. And then they just kind of said, oh, goodbye, see you later. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that felt a little funky. And I did enjoy the the last set piece, what it was, what is the ears, the ear of, where they were in that, the, the cavern. Oh. It was the ears of, oh, the, like, like, no, the echo. The, yeah. 
yeah, yeah that was for, uh, i thought that was some really cool yeah. some yeah so i thought it was cool some yeah. elements but the one part that did make me laugh they kept on not killing indiana jones i'm well, like every time they kidnapped him it went right i'm like the, the, you eventually gotta kill the, him the gunshot right? wound that, the, the gunshot wound that never killed him i mean he was shot essentially in the lung and he goes for another 25 minutes of the movie and he's like, oh, I'm not feeling so good. I'm, I'm good. Even though there's blood running down his shirt. So I was watching the, uh, the pitch meeting of this. We love Ryan George's pitch meeting. And yes, Phoebe managed to deck him, put him back in the plane, flew back through the aperture in time to that airport, take him to a hospital, put him on another plane, get him back to his bed in his apartment in New York City. Oh, with this gunshot wound, I just it was incredible. He is an incredible man. That's good script writing. That's good, yeah, That's good script actually. writing. But it all happened say, off camera. <laughs> and I will say that uh, obviously a lot of people are like time travel. It's sci-fi. It's too much like aliens. Like it, it worked for me. Like yeah. it, obviously things have always yeah, I didn't been, mind it. Things have always gone bonkers at the end of Indiana Jones movies. So right. Um, I, I I think the people compare it to Crystal Skull because it's both sci-fi. But I don't think the reason Crystal Skull didn't work because it was because it was too sci-fi. It was the monkeys. You know, it was those monkeys. Oh, uh, the monkeys. That's the, what, I that's hate what the snake scene it. where he's like, call it something else. Call it oh, something yeah. else. I'm like, and he doesn't like snakes, but he steps yeah. up at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, let's not beat it to death. But all all of the, the MacGuffins, or as we called it in a previous episode, the, the egg MacGuffins uh, that are in Indiana Jones movies, if they're not sci-fi, they do have that mystical, otherworldly, supernatural exactly. bent, the Lost Ark, the Chakra Stones, the Holy Grail. It's all, you know, so it's 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 all potato potato. So yeah, yeah. I don't I don't look at it and say, Oh, it's too sci-fi. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's great that the, the dial destiny didn't turn out to be a time machine, but it was this fantastic yeah. you know roadmap like any other yeah. map like like the uh the you know the staff of Ra and the headpiece yeah. and you know the, the miniature of the city very much the same kind of thing it was you know clues left or the collapsing idol temple at the beginning uh of yeah. raiders you know it's just all these clever little uh asides that were you know like somebody really devious thought up like oh let's yeah. have a temple with shooting darts and everything so all the things that make indiana jones great so yeah i uh i i feel bad that this film didn't do well but i think this as we've all kind of talked about here we understand why you know that that the real element of it that was missing is that there's more of them the young people than there are of us uh and those who are older than us you know what i mean um and then yeah this was a member berries kind of moment uh uh, you know, and there wasn't enough of a draw. Uh, I was happy with Phoebe's performance, which was great. And she had her little pal, Teddy, you know, and it, it, it could have. Uh, a short run. Yeah, they could have tilted it a lot more heavily into it. And we're setting up a spinoff, you know, the start your engines. I'm glad they didn't go that route. I didn't feel like and now we're going to follow adventures of them and blah, blah, blah. They were just characters in this movie and they did their bit. And the movie ended and, and satisfactorily, I thought. So I yeah, I was. Yeah, they went off to get ice cream. It was great to see Sala. I loved Sala's kind of story of coming to America and how Indy helped them, you know, escape the, the tyranny of the war and everything. It was great to great to see that that character get another arc. So no pun yeah. intended. Ho ho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, so with that, I guess it maybe it's so I think uh, Charlie, you and Patrick both gave your rankings of the films then um, I can give mine really quick. So um, I, you know. It's, it's kind of weird because it's not necessarily in regards of quality. It's really regards of like the ones I enjoy the most. Yeah. So Temple of Doom would be my number one. It's yeah. just the, the movie, the worst one I saw, I connected with short round. It was for me, it was great versus connecting with an old guy uh, doing some things. So uh, that it would be Raiders, uh, then Last Crusade, um, Dial Destiny and King of the Crystal Skull. Um, 
And it's not because Dial of Destiny is not a good film. I think it's it's a good film. It's fun. It's just it's just um, not better. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, there's others that are better. I, I, well, it, it's it's hard to yeah. get. Harrison Ford to be younger, except by digitizing his face, right. he's going to be limited. And that's one of the challenges. Like I said, I wish this movie had been 10 years later or 10 years, years earlier, yeah, maybe. Absolutely. When he was actually 70 versus now 80. Yeah, so, exactly. but um, I yeah, Skull I, I think this made 10 years earlier. And this exactly. 20 years earlier. Right. Like, exactly. Yeah. Cause yeah. he was, al- he yeah. was always 10 years too old in the original films. He was a year or two older than the character yeah. was, but he was, he had yeah. in the last two films, he had 10 years on. And so it just, yeah. it just doesn't work the same. Yeah. But I'm very happy, like my friend Samir, he it, he made him very happy. Um, he had just lost his dad, um, and, you know, this this put him back in a very good mind space, which is yeah, great. Um, great, and it made him smile. So, And I think it's great for, for the mega fans to get, once again, one more opportunity to enjoy that world. Yeah. Um, and I hope we – this isn't the end. Like, we're going to get a video game. I hope we get novelizations. I hope we get comics. I hope we get uh, more things where we can bring out more characters and more yeah. adventures with Dr. Jones. Well, I would love – you know, I would love to see – all things, all things entertainment are ongoing. Star Wars came back after its uh, gap from the, the zeitgeist with new characters. This could be rebooted someday. There could be a new indie, but if it's twenty years down the road, hopefully we'll all still be here. We'll we'll still be doing the show. Todd and I going rawr, 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 still griping about stuff. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Absolutely. Fast and Furious 25. Here we come. Oh, my <laughs> uh, well, that about takes us to the end. Yeah. So, Patrick, oh, my God, this has been fantastic. I mean, yeah. you're one of the more okay. famous people we've had on the show because I watch you on all those Hasbro Pulse streams. Oh, it's awesome. Uh, I always uh, say when I'm watching with my wife, hey, I know this guy. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, where do people find you out there if they find you anywhere? You mean like on social? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm on, I, I'm not on a lot of social again. I've got a two year old and a four year old, so they take most of my time, but uh, on LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, that's pretty much it. Gotcha. Good deal. Uh, and what's the best way to find your product yes, stuff please. and announcements? Yes, yes. Yeah, absolutely. So Hasbro Pulse is absolutely the best place for all of the news. Uh, in terms of the product, Hasbro Pulse is a great place as well. Uh, they have all of our fan focused product. And then, you know, beyond that at all the major retailers and, Certainly, all of our fan stuff is in all the major fan channel retailers as well. Entertainment Earth, GameStop, Big Bad Toy Store, Dorkside, et cetera. So uh, if you like what you heard, if you like what you see behind me, go out and get some. Yeah, go get it. Keep it alive. That's how we keep Indiana Jones alive. Figures, figures, figures. Uh, Todd, where do people find you out there? Um, At Twitter, trying out threads as well. Um, But just, you know, it's, it's, you know, football is coming soon. I'm a big NFL fan, big Michigan State football fan as well. So more to come. Uh, spring, you know, the, the the training camps are coming. I'm very excited for that. So watch for me for information there. And um, I'm going to be building a new PC because we have some hijinks with my PC. <laughs> so if you have any recommendations out there, Twitterverse, let me know on what I should do to build my PC. And maybe I'll uh, take some video of that and share it with our patrons. Very exciting. And speaking of Patreon, you can, of course, find us over on patreon.com slash secretfriendsunite. Jump in there. It's a one-week free trial. Listen to our exceptionally fun uh, additional content that we'd love making for you. Todd's got a great new show where he does interviews. I've got a show with a couple of partners of mine where we've talked to a lot of Star Trek actors. I've got a great show uh, called uh, The Facts Geek Life uh, where we talk about shows of cla- uh, or seasons of classic shows. We just have a lot of good time. So, again, uh, 
patreon.com slash secret friends. You know, we'd love to see it. You can of course find me over on Twitter at the C3. Go ahead and spell it out. My lovely wife, April and I do run the USS Grand Petoskey. That is one of the largest chapters of Starfleet, the international Star Trek fan club in the world. Uh, I also run region 13, which is Michigan and Eastern Canada. If you're a Trekker within the sound of my voice and would like to meet Trekkers in your neck of the woods, drop us a line uh, at a website of the same name or other socials and we will help you out. So as always, friends, thank you for joining us. I'm going to tell you that sharing is caring and to keep on trucking. Be the hero. Not the in a truck. <laughs> Thanks so much. No guys. Time for love, Dr. Jones. Ah! <laughs> Crack that whip. <laughs> This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server. Or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.